in gymnastics, basically you have to choose if you're going to go the college route or if you're going to go the Olympic route at a young age because you peak at 16. So you have to decide if you're going to do the 20 hours a week or basically 30 hours a week. That's a pretty big decision for an eight-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) An eight-year-old. I mean, obviously like my parents had a say in it as well because they would have to drive me to the gym twice instead of just once. Um, but I did take a little a trip down to Houston, Texas, where Dominique Mucciano, who was an Olympian um, in the 1996 Olympics, yeah. where her gym was and just like kind of tried out there and spent some a little bit of time with her dad. Um, but after doing that, I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, that's too much. And, you know, like coaches and stuff yelling and everything. And I told my parents, I was like, I don't want to go the Olympic route. I just want to go to college. And then by the age of 10, I knew that I wanted to go to the University of Michigan and do uh, do college gymnastics there. So I was doing 20 hours of gymnastics a week, basically starting at the age of five. Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. My friends, Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie and I, we love the sport of CrossFit. We are 40 plus masters athletes who just love to watch the sport and want to let you know what's going on all the way from the open to the sanctionals to the CrossFit Games. We also want to give you interviews with athletes, human interest stories, and things that will help you in your daily grind uh, as a CrossFit athlete. We also want to share our own struggles through our workouts, our nutrition plans, all the way to getting healthy and fit uh, for our family and friends. If you like what you hear, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, and please consider giving us a five-star rating. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Crossfitter and Friends. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Crossfitter and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer, I am the Clydesdale Crossfitter, I'm your host, and with us we have Amy Radowski, what's going on? Yo! And Charlie Ode. What's good? All right. So we are in quarantine mode. We are on the phone lines around Columbus. Uh, some of us are faring better than others during this time. Right, Charlie? Yeah, it's hard to tell. I think we're all <laughs> fighting over who's faring better or not. Well, I'll tell you what. The quarantine for an extrovert is not fun. I see how all yeah. these, these memes are out there for introverts and how excited they are about the quarantine. I am the exact opposite. Well, you know, what's funny with that is when you live with somebody who's the exact opposite. So if you are an introvert and you are married to an extrovert and they're home working, they want to talk and you're just not used to that. Yeah, we have that situation here. Yeah, I'm an extrovert. My wife is an introvert. And uh, yeah. And Charlie just said he's wondering if he's going to make it out of this alive. Yeah, He's got a steel cage match going on over there. Yeah, I, yeah, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. No, it's gonna be Lord of the Flies soon. <laughs> I feel like it already is. We're just, we're just <laughs> put mud on our faces, and whoever's alive at the end. Oh man, Hunger Games at the Odies. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. All right, so. With this quarantine, you know, one one of the cool things that's kind of come out is all of the home workouts that have been posted online, um, all of the programming people that have made their home workouts free for this time. Uh, it's really brought the community together. And so um, 
I wanted to talk about your guys's training weeks uh, and how you're dealing with the quarantine and how you're getting through that. So what's how about you, Amy? Uh, mine's going uh, okay. So yesterday, though, okay, yesterday I was in a big funk. I think it was like kind of everything was hitting me that we are really stuck at home, and it's just so gray. Like it was so gray yesterday, and I was just in a funk. So I like refused to do anything, and then finally I decided to get myself out of the funk. So I asked my husband to go on a hike with me with the dog and so we go for a hike down at our local park and then oh I don't know I told him it was going to be a long way and then all of a sudden at one point he gets he he just laughed at me because he heard I was talking about he was he got real grumpy and he was like oh my gosh are we done yet we're at the gosh darn sheep farm how far away are we from our house (laughs) Oh. I mean, to be fair, he should know who he's going with. I, I mean, I agree. Charlie, I agree. And so finally we get to one point and he, and I was like, fine, I'll cut this short. So I had to cut it a little short for him because ugh, he got frustrated. But uh, let's see, what else have I been doing? I've got a lot of equipment, like just in general for my um, garage. And so I've been able to hit up some some kind of regular wads that I would do in the um, garage. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good with that other than my, my funk of a day yesterday. So that's my week. And you, Charlie. So, you know, in the beginning, it was a lot of the, the at home stuff that we were getting on. I was doing a little bit of uh, some of the stuff shred was programming. Uh, some of the uh, linchpin stuff I saw, I kind of liked, basically because there's a lot of push-ups in it and um, that's the only thing oh. I can do well. So, so you're doing stuff you like. I got I'm it. just doing all the push-ups in the world. And then uh, then we uh, we were lucky enough for our for our gym to uh, lend out some equipment. So that's – we got a little workout in yesterday, which felt good. Um, so there's going to be a lot of working on my cleans and snatches and technique. I like it. Add to the technique. Yep. So that's about for me. Well, the, those... and it sounds like you're doing some wrestling at your house too. Well, I'm not, but I'm about to in about four seconds. Okay. <laughs> so um, you're working on the cleans. That means some front rack, maybe getting those elbows front through. Rack, getting the elbows through. Maintaining my go wad. <laughs> Good. I like it. Except you can't go anywhere. Can't go anywhere. Yeah. So your go walks just for home. I hear you. Correct. So uh, mine, mine's been kind of similar to that, you know, uh, working on some stuff that the gym posts. Um, but I, I do have to say, I agree with Amy. There are days that it's really hard to get motivated uh, to the garage gym as yeah. opposed to like going to see your friends, especially for an extrovert, as we discussed. Um, but uh, Friday, my main workout was cleaning out my garage to give me, us enough space to to really work out out there and uh and so saturday we actually did one that we saw posted uh with some friends um it kept socially distanced our six feet apart um okay but we did a a quick little partner wad in the garage and uh it was pretty brutal it was 22 minute amrap of uh jumping jacks and then 200 meter row each partner and then 
Did you wipe down the rower before you switched? We did. Every, we all had individual hand sanitizers clipped to us. Okay, good. And then we um, we did uh, 150 air squats, 100 uh, kettlebell swings, and we used different kettlebells, just so you know. And okay, we um, did 50 push-ups. Ooh. Uh, so nice. that was that was the partner. We made it through all like more than halfway through the second round in 22 minutes, uh, but it was a leg burner. And then yeah. I went and moved my daughter out of her dorm uh, because that is required now as the university is shut down. Yeah. Uh, and so she lives on the third floor of the oldest dorm on campus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> with with no elevator. Nice. And so yeah. So my 50-year-old ass went up and down those steps a good eight, ten, eight to ten times. Um, oh. So that was wad number two for the day. Uh, so Functional with, fitness. So with that, I uh, took a rest day today. Yeah, makes sense. For sure. And so the other thing I wanted to talk about, well, we'll save that for later. Um, okay. But I wanted to talk about a little bit of news before we get into our interview and that is that just today, Sunday, oh, yeah. March 22nd, uh, there was an announcement on Instagram. And Amy, you were the first to see it. You want to yep. unveil it? I was it? watching live. So they are going to release The Fittest on um, Tuesday at midnight. So The Fittest will be uh, available. The documentary about the 2019 games will be available on iTunes. Um on that day they got it to uh released early because there was enough pre-orders and because people were begging for it for being quarantined so tuesday i think we should okay i have a couple of ideas about this number one let's host a watch party with the, the three of us so we can watch it number two i'm gonna wear my new blenders when i watch it that's awesome i got a new pair too yeah are they the same ones as me uh no i last time we got the same ones so I made yeah. sure that these were different. I got, I got the orange, okay. the bright orange okay. ones. Yeah. I guess I'll have to get me a pair. Yeah, for sure. We need to get you a whoop, too. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. And so actually that was one of the other things I wanted to talk about is we did start a whoop group. Yeah, we whoop, did. Whoop. Uh, it is the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends um, on whoop. And after the interview, I will give you the code you need to uh, log in and become a member of our whoop group what will we be doing with this whoop group well we can't talk about it with you until you become a part of it oh okay <laughs> got it <laughs> i just like saying whoop group that's just fun whoop group well and you'll get to see how i'm actually a zombie right Mm. Yeah, yeah. She sleeps like fifty minutes a night, and uh, it tells me that every time it's like you slept, and I was like, I was in bed for twelve hours. How did I only oh. sleep an hour? Yeah. Good for Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> moving, moving on. And, and just, just to clear things up for our listeners, the other Radowski. Scott, Scott oh, yeah, Radowski. Sorry. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> So with that, we actually, um, Amy and I had the opportunity to sit down with Carrie Pierce about a week ago. Um, the three. Well, we didn't actually sit down with her. 
Well, she was on the phone, but we sat down. Right. There. You and I were sitting down, and she might have been sitting down. I don't know. I couldn't see her. Okay. She might have been doing ab work. Probably was. Yeah, or some curls or something. Um, yeah, bench press. And so if you haven't noticed, and we're going to talk, when you hear the interview, uh, she talks about her Power Abs program. Um, she actually has been releasing at-home versions of her Power Abs, and she's doing live um, classes on Instagram. Uh, every day while the quarantine's going on. Uh, so generally that program you have to pay for, uh, but with that class, you get it for free. So that's nice. pretty cool that she's done that. And it, that, that is a development um, after we talked to her. So I wanted to, to kind of put that out there. But with that, uh, let's go to the interview with Carrie and we'll talk to you when we get done. Sounds great. Hey, Carrie, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Scott? I'm great. Um, we are so excited to have you on. And for our listeners, uh, we have the five-time games participant, uh, Carrie Pierce, with us. Yes. And three-time fittest woman in America. That's correct. That's quite the resume there. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> and so over the past few years... Um, you finished sixth and 18 and fifth and 19. The trend seems to be on an upward climb. Are we going to see a podium finish this year? That's certainly the goal, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say yes. That's, <laughs> yes. I like it. Awesome. Yeah. And me and my coach, we've been, I mean, obviously still working my strengths, but trying to bring up some of those weaknesses. So I just started working with a weightlifting coach, um, which for me, like cleans are just, a big, big weakness, um, and quad strength. So just trying to work on those things. And I think increasing like my clean and just getting my quad stronger will help get me to that podium. Yeah. You, you don't have many weaknesses, but it's, it's good that you can analyze that stuff and, and uh, make adjustments. Thank you. And yeah, it's, I mean, part of having a coach too, he's been around for a while, so we can, I mean, we can compare my performance, you know, the other athletes and, like people are like, well, your quads aren't weak. And I'm like, well, they're weak compared to a lot of the other games athletes. So it's kind of just like, you know, taking, figuring out what your strengths and weaknesses are compared to the other athletes in the field. Well, I have, I have a crazy question because we have Amy um, actually works at a preschool here in town and I work for the state of Ohio and um, we have had a rough day with the COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's been quite interesting, especially since last night and then everything that's gone into today. Yeah. Basically all of our, the state workers have to work from home um, uh, yep. and they have shut down all the schools in Ohio for three weeks for, yeah. So wow. it's been, it's been crazy uh, for us. So I know you're in New York city. What's it like yeah, there I with that dense population? I mean, it's crazy. Well, I was supposed to compete at West Coast Classic, which isn't this weekend, but the next weekend. And they just announced today that it's postponed. So they're going to find a later date to do it at. And a bunch of the sanctionals are postponed. Um, and then, yeah, here in New York City, I mean, they haven't shut down subway service or anything yet. But I feel like it's just kind of a matter of time before that happens. Um, and one of my clients is an ER doctor, and he was just saying there's a lot of cases um, that are coming in right now. And he's said i mean there's even like some 20 year olds that have dropped dead uh so it's a lot scarier than you know what people want to think so 
I don't know. It's it's pretty crazy. And just thinking, like you said, New York is so densely populated. He's like, you just got to try and stay away from people as much as possible. Obviously, wash your hands and everything. Try and work out when there's not many people around if you can, um, whether that means early mornings or late at night. Just stay away from people, which, you know, in New York City is hard to do because there's people everywhere. So luckily, I can walk to the gym. So I don't have to worry about taking the train, um, at least on one of the gyms that I work out at. So I'll probably stick with that for at least the next couple days or however long it takes for this thing to quiet down a little bit. And so, you know, of course our utmost concern is for the health and well being of everybody, but how does yeah. that affect your training? Um, when like, uh, you're, you're trying to peak for a competition and then that can't, that competition gets postponed. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of out of your control. There's nothing really you can do. And like you said, it's, it's for the best, um, just because, you know, flights are such a high risk thing for people right now, just spreading, um, coronavirus. So, I mean, I guess like I'm blessed, I'm yeah, blessed that I'm not going to have to fly on or go on a flight, which could, you know, be very dangerous for me. But at the same time, it's like, oh, I was actually really excited. They had come out with two of the workouts and so far I was liking it and, you know, they were going to continue to come out with workouts, but I bet that'll kind of just be put on hold for a little bit until they kind of figure out when the competition is going to be, if, you know, it's going to end up this year or whatever the case is. Cause I mean, at this point, who knows, you know, what the future looks like for it. So, you know, we'll see. Well, on a, on a brighter note, at least you get to kind of um, revel in your great success at Wadapalooza. Thank uh, you. At, at a, at a very stacked field event. You know, you, yeah. you performed really well. Thank you. Yeah, it was me and my coach were very happy with it. Just the selection of events. Like, it was crazy because there wasn't any handstands throughout the entire weekend, which, you know, is, I would say, my biggest strength. Um, and so just not having any workouts with handstands and still, you know, doing as well as I did. We're happy with the way things are progressing. Um, I took eighth place in an assault bike workout, which many people would be like, okay, cool. Um, but that was honestly the highlight of my weekend just because – We've been doing so much assault bike um, just because I'm not like the biggest athlete. And, you know, sometimes yeah. the weight helps play in the assault bike. You can get more weight on it. You can get it a little bit faster. Um, and so that's just been something we've been grinding away at so much, especially because I hurt my Achilles uh, back in November during the open. So it's been a lot of assault biking and it's nice seeing that it's actually paying off. Well, you crushed that uh, bench press workout. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my upper body strength is something, it's definitely a strength um, from the many years of gymnastics. So when they came out with, actually, I saw the gauntlet had dumbbell bench press program. And I was like, oh, that's not fair. I want to have dumbbell bench press. <laughs> and then when I saw that, like, the workout was called pump session, I was like, oh, I want to read it, read it. And then I was like, yes, we get dumbbell bench press, too. Yeah. So I was excited. But I mean, you, you never know, like, if you'll have a workout win or not. Like, me and my coach knew I was going to be in the top three in that workout, but sometimes people come out of nowhere. And I mean, Tia's good at everything. So it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if she just like crushed the bench press too. So luckily I was a little bit faster. So able to take that event. Do you, and do you still hold the New York state bench press record? <laughs> uh, I actually haven't checked on that recently. The last <laughs> time I checked was like a year ago. Um, and I still did. So I hope so. <laughs> Regardless, you had it at one time, and that's pretty impressive. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I held it for at least four years because it was, I did it like right before I started CrossFit, and I've been doing CrossFit like five and a half. So 
Yeah, at least four. Hopefully I still do. I'll have to actually look up on that and see. Uh, what led you to New York? Uh, actually an ex who was a fitness model. So I was in Michigan and I went to school there, did gymnastics for University of Michigan. Then when I graduated, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, but I did an internship with strength conditioning for University of Michigan, got started in some personal training. Um, and I was doing a little bit of volunteering at a hospital because I thought I wanted to become a PA, but it ended up being that I liked fitness a lot. And I just kind of got comfortable, like just personal training, didn't feel like I was really growing much and just comfortable with my life. I mean, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but. I knew I wanted something bigger and the guy I was dating at the time was a fitness model and they wanted his agency wanted him to move to New York. So he's like, okay, I'm going to move to New York. Do you want to move with me? And I was like, I mean, I have been complaining that I want to change. So I was like, I didn't know New York city. It was either there or one of my best friends moved to San Francisco. So I was kind of debating the two, but I was like, New York's a little bit closer. I feel like it's a little bit easier. So I ended up moving there though. Like my, between my sophomore and junior year of uh, college, I came to New York to visit one of my friends who is from out on Long Island. And we went to the city. I was like, I don't know how anybody lives there. That place is so crazy. So busy. I waited in line for like 20 minutes to buy a shirt at H&M. I was like, this is ridiculous. And then little did I know a couple of years later, I would end up there. Right. <laughs> end of year. So well, it's funny. Yeah. I actually grew up in Pennsylvania, went to college uh, in a small college in Pennsylvania. And um, we used to go to uh, New York City for the weekend. Uh, my one of my best friends lived on Long Island and we used to go there just to have a good time. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's a nice yeah, little like getaway, be there for the weekend and then get to go home. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I could have lived there. The The traffic alone is just crazy. Yeah, at least like I walk most places that I yeah. go. And if I don't walk, then usually I take the subway. Um, but yeah, I had to drive a couple times in and out of the city. And yeah, it's not fun. And so at one time you lived in New Jersey, right? Yeah, I lived in New Jersey for a little over a year because um, I was actually in the city for, I want to say, four years and then just thought I was sick of it. And my coach at the time was out in New Jersey. So I decided that I just wanted to focus on training a little bit more and not live in the city. Obviously, the rent is way cheaper outside yeah, of there is that part. <laughs> Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well now I don't have to work as much and I can just focus more on training. Um, so I lived out there for about a year and a half, but part of me missed the city. And I also had a weightlifting coach in the city. So I was like, I want to move back. I mean, and then I ended up paying a little bit more rent, but then I just worked a little bit more. So it kind of balanced itself out. And I think I saw in one of your, in the video blogs that you did that you really prefer the personal training to the group training when you're, yeah, when, when I you're do. coaching. Mm -hmm. I do. I still coach CrossFit class once a week um, just to coach and interact with the members at our gym. But I do like the personal a little bit more. And that's, I think just because I feel like I'm going through like their journey with them and I can understand like what they're going through, whether it's like through life and just training and everything. And you really develop like good relationships with good people and like I said, you kind of get to grow with them, which I really enjoy. So I want to go back to your, your time um, in gymnastics. And I think your website said that you started at the age of three. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Very, very young. My sister um, was two years older and my parents were going to put her in gymnastics. So they're like, well, we might as well put them both in gymnastics at the same time. 
Wow. Yeah. So did you start off? I mean, obviously when you're three, you know, you're just kind of learning, you know, as your body's growing and moving and, and learning about your body and, and time and space. But when did you start doing more of the competitive gymnastics? Uh, basically at the age of five. Okay. Um, I, right. yeah, it was, it got intense quickly. Yeah. Um, and that's just because like all of my coaches saw that I was very, very talented. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Like my parents tried putting me in softball and in soccer and dance and other sports and stuff. And I was always just like gymnastics, gymnastics. So everything just kind of led to gymnastics and I just loved it until the age of eight. And then I got a little burnout just because in gymnastics, basically you have to choose if you're going to go the college route or if you're going to go the Olympic route at a young age, because you peak at 16. So you have to decide if you're going to do the 20 hours a week or basically 30 hours a week. That's a pretty big decision for an eight-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) An eight-year-old. I mean, obviously like my parents had a say in it as well because they would have to drive me to the gym twice instead of just once. Um, but I did take a little a trip down to Houston, Texas, where Dominique Mucciano, who was an Olympian um, in the 1996 Olympics, yeah. where her gym was and just like kind of tried out there and spent some, a little bit of time with her dad. Um, but after doing that, I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, that's too much. And, you know, like coaches and stuff yelling and everything. And I told my parents, I was like, I don't want to go the Olympic route. I just want to go to college. And then by the age of 10, I knew that I wanted to go to the University of Michigan and do uh, do college gymnastics there. So I was doing 20 hours of gymnastics a week, basically starting at the age of five and then throughout my entire career until I was like 21. And so did those years when you were with gymnastics coaches all the time and, and saw the yelling and knew that that wasn't something that fit you, did that shape who you became as a coach? I mean, probably. I coached like little girls for a while um and I think like I was always just like very very loving to them just because you see like the coaches yelling and then even at a young age like to get your splits to the floor the coaches are sitting on you and you're crying so there's definitely some of that that you see that goes on in gymnastics and I don't know you just kind of accept it because when I was younger like I just thought that that was part of it you know coaches sit on you you cry and whatever you get they yelled at me they kicked people out of practice and whatever so I think I coached for a short period of time. And like I said, I was just very loving because I saw like the other side of coaching and I never wanted to be like that. Yeah. So I'm going to take the next couple questions because Amy's actually an Ohio state grad. Um, Oh no. (laughs) I know. I said, I'm going to have, I totally, I said, I totally respect Carrie. I totally respect, you know, all of her training. I said, you're going to have to take any, any Michigan. (laughs) You're like, I can't even say, I I can't even say it. I can't even say it. (laughs) So, so you went to the university of Michigan. Um, and while you were there, you won four big 10 titles. Yep. That's correct. We beat Ohio state four times. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. But that's only in gymnastics. We're not going to talk about football, right? Okay, there we go. There we go. (laughs) She's like, I know how I can get her back. Right, yeah. And so while you were there, um, I actually came across, I think it was a couple months ago, one of your videos resurfaced of you doing the vault. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. it was, it just blew me away. Like, because I've only ever seen you as a CrossFitter. And to see you as a gymnast was really just a, a very ch- big change in, in seeing how you, how your athleticism in that was very different. 
Yeah. Oh, it's so, so different. And it's just like so specialized in gymnastics, like CrossFit. You have to be just be so well-rounded at everything. You're not obviously not the best at anything, but you're good at everything. Whereas like gymnastics, you had to be the best at what you were doing. And it is like, it's totally different. Like none of the workouts that we did, like my longest routine was a minute and maybe 30 seconds, which was floor. And, you know, now like an event that's a minute and 30 seconds, you're like, wait, what? Huh? And so everything's like longer and it's just, it's not like as dynamic and explosive as a lot of the things I did in the gymnastics, but still it took hours and hours and hours to learn those moves and perfect. So I think that's kind of why I like CrossFit as well, just because it relates to gymnastics in that way. Yeah. And, and it definitely seems like though cross or that gymnastics is, is the one sport though, that can translate and benefit you in any other sport. Yeah, I agree. Just the body awareness right. and the strength required. Like, even if people do gymnastics just for a couple of years when they're younger, you can tell, like, when they get older and even, like, people that I coach that do CrossFit and you see, like, some of the pull-ups, you're like, wait, did you do gymnastics just, like, by how they move or their toes bar or just basic things? They're like, yeah, for, like, a year when I was yeah. seven. And you're like, but I can tell. Yeah, I, and so, so I coach um... – as well. And I can, I can immediately tell if somebody had, had a gymnastics background, even, even if it was when they were a small child, I mean, you can just see that body awareness. Yeah. Which is so cool. And so it's like, at least like try to put your kids in gymnastics and if they stick with it, great. If not, at least they have like a little bit of the background in it. Yeah. My swimming career didn't do much for me in CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm jealous of the swimmers now. Cause like I go to the games and there's like some collegiate swimmers, even at Wadapalooza, like there's some collegiate swimmers and we're just swimming and they're just like passing me like I'm sitting still. I'm like, wait, what? But it's like they put in the hours and hours and hours in the pool. So it's going to pay off. But like you said, it doesn't really help with a lot of other things in CrossFit. So I would choose gymnastics, I guess, over swimming. <laughs> so speaking of Wadapalooza and that swimming event, how did you approach the water when, when it was the time for the event? I'm asking because we liked watching the feed of, of all the athletes doing different um, entries into the water, different entries the into the water from the, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I mean, me and my coach, we always go over like strategies for workouts and everything in the workout before it happens. Um, and looking at that workout, I'm like, okay, I know I'm fast at pistols, the D ball. Well, I mean, I'm in the middle of that. I'm not going to be the one who moves it the fastest, but I'm not going to be the slowest. So it's kind of like, I knew I had to try and move fast on the pistols and then go as fast as I could on the D ball and just attack the water and do what I could. Because like I said, I am by far the best swimmer out there. We do a lot of swimming. Like I swim twice a week and I have been for the past like three to four years. Um, but it's something that, you know, it just takes a lot of time and a lot of meters. Um, and in in conjunction with everything else, you know, you're going to get better. It's just, you know, only at a certain rate. Um, and so for me, it's just kind of just, attack the beginning of the workout and then get into the water as fast as you can and go as fast as possible because I know that's not where I'm going to win a workout um and so I think my coach said I was fourth in the water and seventh out so I mean it's not terrible I got passed by a couple girls um but I finished I ended up finishing sixth so I ended up moving ahead once but I think I might have even been like fifth in my heat but I think there was one girl in the heat before us um that ended up beating me so I was able to like pass a couple girls um in the second round of pistols and d-balls but I attack the water as much as I can I'm just not a swimmer like my brother and sister who grew up swimming and I wanted to do dive teams so I did diving instead of swimming and now I'm like oh I don't think we're ever gonna have a dive event but <laughs> well if we do I'll be ready right 
Yeah. And so one more question about your um, gymnastics career. So were you a specialist in the vault and floor? Like, is that how it works in college for the most part? Yeah. Um, So through high school, I did all around. um, And I was actually all around champion my junior year. But then in college, uh, my best were vault and floor. You're correct. And so that's what I specialized in. And by my senior year, I was doing bars just because I ended up having a couple bad ankle injuries. So I completely retired from beam because that was my worst event. And my coaches were, or the athletic trainer basically told my coaches, like, she can do vault and floor, but, you know, she's not going to be able to do beam too. That's just something that's going to be extra stress on her ankle. So I was kind of, my freshman year, I was completely healthy. Then, like I said, going to my sophomore year, I hurt one of my ankles. So it's kind of dealing with that throughout the season, but we didn't have enough falters. So I ended up just competing fault that year because I didn't train much, but it was something that I didn't have to train much and could still do. Uh, then my by my junior year, I let the ankle get well, and it was doing well. And then in the middle of the season, I hurt my other one, um, but was able to continue and do vault and floor. And then same thing my senior year, I was I was competed vault and floor the whole year, and then did a little bit of bars as well. So I was more of yeah the vault and floor more powerhouse uh, specialty than grace. So my floor music was always kind of rock and roll. It was easier <laughs> for me to dance to, so it worked out well. Yeah, it's there's there's a ton of YouTube videos still out there of you, and I was amazed. Um, you, you were really good. It was it was fun to watch. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely a lot of fun. I enjoyed every minute of it. But then by the time you get to 21, your body's like, okay, I'm done. I think, luckily, like I didn't have any career-ending injuries. Like I had some teammates that did, and it's just sad to see because you're not mentally ready to be done, but your body says you're done. Um, so through my senior year, I just enjoyed every minute and people are like, do you miss it? I'm like, well, part of me does, but honestly, like, no, I can go to meets and I can watch the girls and cheer for them and not wish that I was out on the competition floor. So it was kind of like good that I had that break and knew exactly when my career was going to be over. And it ended on a high note. It was the first time our team made it to super six, which is like the final, thing in college gymnastics is kind of like the championship of March Madness but there's there's six teams that make it so that was pretty cool because that's the only year that we were able to make it to the final event so it ended on a good note and I loved it but I was ready to be done well I think that's very cool Amy's snarling over there but (laughs) (laughs) so I want this is going to be a weird segue, but you you've done a lot of Instagram videos where you're doing gymnastics moves that are now CrossFit. Um, and and it's almost like you're an individual athlete showing what you're capable of, like in the middle of pull-ups and bar muscle ups and things like that. Is, is that how you get your gymnastics fix? Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of fun playing around sometimes and being like, Oh, can I still do this? can I still do that? And there are certain things that I still can't, that I can't do that I used to be able to do. Um, and I think part of it is, you know, just not having like, just not being in the gym. And also I'm like my legs, I mean, I in general weigh like 20, 25 pounds more. So it's a little harder when you weigh a little bit more and a lot of the weight is in your legs. Um, but it still is a lot of fun just kind of swinging around and being like, okay, can I still do this? Can I still do that? And I mean, to be honest, like the level of gymnastics that I like do on Instagram is, probably what I did at like five and six years old. So it's crazy that, yeah, it's like so basic, but for a lot of people, they're like, 
oh, that's really cool. That's so hard to do. And you're like, yeah, but a five-year-old learns this. Like yeah. in the gymnastics world, this is not cool at all. But to adults, it looks really cool. And it's cool that I can still do it. Um, and I hope to be able to do it when I'm like 60, like the pullovers and just basic things like that. But yeah, it's definitely fun doing like cartwheels and stuff like that too, just to kind of move around a little bit. My doctor tells me that I need to do more gymnastics just to wake up some muscles that like start to sleep in CrossFit because, you know, CrossFit is just so different than gymnastics. Well, it's very impressive to a Clydesdale like me. <laughs> oh, so, thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I want to talk to you about a couple of your programs that you had that you're offering on your website and one, yeah. one in particular, but First of all, I I want you to explain to me what the Pierce Pointers are. Yeah. So Pierce Pointers is basically a newsletter that is sent out five times a week, um, two of twice a week. Now on Mondays and Fridays, there's an, it's a lot longer. There's a lot more information just about different gymnastic moves that are in CrossFit or drills that are used for gymnastic moves in CrossFit. So like, I would do a Pierce pointer on just kit swing. So people know exactly what the kit swing is, how it's useful, kind of what muscles it works, things to look for, like while you're doing it, things not to do. Um, and so it's written out in a newsletter. And then I also make a YouTube video that has all that information in it. Um, so that's usually like Mondays and Fridays. And then, and that covers, yeah, pull-ups, muscle-ups, handstands, toes to bar, anything kind of related to CrossFit gymnastics, or even just like mobility um, that's related to gymnastics or progressions for those gymnastic skills. And then Tuesday through Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is like a little mini workout, which is basically an abs workout um, that I've done. So so speaking of abs. Yeah. So you also (laughs) have a, a power abs program. Yes, I do. You are kind of known for your abs. <laughs> Thank you. And that that's actually like kind of how it like came about. So I was, I work with two other people for Pierce Pointers. And one day the lady, like, she was just like, your abs are insane. And she's like, my husband wants abs like yours. And I was like, I, a lot of people tell me that. Yeah. Um, and so we were just like got talking and she mentioned like, you should do an ab program. I was like, I mean, that's a great idea. And, like, the guy we worked with was kind of like, uh, I don't know if that's a good idea or not. Like, we're focused on the gymnastics. And I was like, it could be cool. Um, and I was like, but I've had, like, so many people compliment me on my abs. to be like, how do I get abs like yours? And it's, I mean, and there's people, like, with arm that say arm things about my arms and stuff, too. But it always comes back to my abs. And I was like, I mean, in gymnastics, we did so much core conditioning you do at least 10 to 15 minutes a day separate and then you include it in your warm up, and then it's included in your separate strength conditioning session. So you're just like doing it, doing it, doing it all the time. And so you get a really strong core and a lot of things that like people do in the gym, it's just the same things mm-hmm. um, over and over. So I was like, gymnasts have a lot of different variations of movements that, you know, normal people that go to the gym don't do. And I know a lot of people, get sick of training their abs and always looking for like new different things can you know that are kind of more fun um and so i was like could be a lot of fun just to take my gymnastic expertise and put it into a program so we made power abs uh which is just it's five days a week 10 minutes a day you just need a floor so it's very easy to do but also a very challenging 10 minutes so a lot of people do it kind of just at the end of their workouts and people have said that they've noticed like feeling different within three days and 
there's just been a lot of positive feedback and stuff, which I think is really cool. And like CrossFitters are like, I have a lot more Tosa bar. And one guy told me he was always chicken winging his muscle up and now he's able to not chicken wing it. And he's like, I never realized how important core strength is to all of the gymnastics stuff. I'm like, yeah, but it's something that often gets overlooked and it, there's never enough time in CrossFit classes to cover it. So I was like, this is something easy, like right after class, sometime when you're at home, 10 minutes just to help get a stronger core for the gymnastic stuff. But it's also important in weightlifting. So, you know, whichever people are looking to improve it, it just helps. So, and so how can uh, people access that your program? Yeah. So my program is available through piercepointers.com, which is P E A R C E pointers.com slash power abs. So that's just the homepage right there. You can check it out. We have like a description of it and then there's an order uh, button right there. And so um, I'm interested in that a little bit just because I've come off uh, some back issues on a uh, yep. back procedure and I know strengthening mm-hmm. my core would help with my back strength. Um, yep. so do you recommend that for someone that's just had a minor back procedure? Yeah, I definitely do. And actually one of my really good friends, uh, her husband was actually very skeptical of the program. He was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, and then he actually had a back injury and was out for a couple weeks and then she made him do the program and his back was better, uh, very shortly. So he's like, okay, fine. And he's been doing it for about three months now. Um, so it definitely can help. And the good thing is there's level one and two. And so if you're new off of the back injury and you just want to like slowly get back into it, level one is like really basic. Um, so it's basically for anyone, but if you're feeling, you know, a little spontaneous, you want to do a few level twos, then you can kind of mix it up as well. If there's something you can do a level one, which is basic and easy, easier, not easy by any means. Um, and then level two, and you can kind of mix and match. Well, so the other one I'm really interested in is, uh, get your first pull up. Is that what it's called? Yeah. First pull up program. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that, that was designed, um, cause we like coaching CrossFit. I'm like, there's just so many people that I mean, and women in specific that just don't think that they can do a pull-up because they're a woman. And I think it's just something that, like, society has gotten in their head about, like, women and upper body strength. And I'm like, it's not because you're a woman that you can't do a pull-up. It's because you haven't practiced. And it's because the upper body strength isn't there or the right upper body strength. And I see a lot of people that don't have their pull-ups. And they stay after class and they do banded pull-ups after banded pull-ups after banded pull-ups using the same band. And, like, you're never going to get a pull-up just doing banded pull-ups. So it kind of was something that I took about myself and I'm like, I think developing a pull-up program would benefit a lot of people. And actually when I was at Wadapalooza, we were walking back from one of the events and we had guys that were just like leading us back. So nobody would take pictures. And lady was like, can I take a picture? I was like, Oh, we gotta go. We gotta like, they're leading us back. She's like, but I got my first pull up because of you. I was like, okay, hurry up and take a picture. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, that's so cool. So I was like, I can't not take a picture with you. I was like, okay, just kind of like walk with us and pretend like you're like coming along. And then she like got her picture. And then I was like, that's so cool. So, and it's something like rewarding, like I said, kind of similar to coaching classes. It's just rewarding hearing people that get their first pull up because they did the pull up program. And like I said, it's basically just because people don't know what to do and they want to get their pull up and they want to work toward it, but they don't know how to go about it. So it's just something you just need a pull up bar. Um, 
and it's five days a week, 10 minutes a day as well. Cool. And then you finally, you have the power pull up power grip. Is that like an advanced version of the, the pull up or is this something totally different? Yep. That's the advanced version of the pull up and it's basically designed for after you have your strict pull ups and it's more CrossFit oriented. So if you want to improve your kipping or your butterfly and your uh, butterfly pull ups and your grip strength, then that program's for you. It's also 10 minutes a day, um, which is kind of the theme across yeah. all my programs because it's nice and easy, like no excuses. It's yeah. 10 minutes. Like, it's doable. To throw it in right after your workouts, which is what a lot of people do um, just because it's nice and easy. So that, like I said, is a little bit more intense um, and it inclu- includes like some weighted pull ups and then a lot of just different technique work for kipping or butterfly pull-ups. Well, I think I may take advantage of a couple of these yeah. uh, when we're yeah. done here. So you may have a new online client. Awesome. Well, I hope you love the programs. So a little bit um, more fun things to talk about is um, we definitely wanted to talk to you about your Mary performance at the games. Uh, oh, that, yeah. That, that's almost <laughs> iconic and legendary, even just a year later. Um, you, that is a workout you just killed. Thank you. And like when it was announced, I knew like, it's another workout I knew I would do well, but I didn't know that, you know, I would win and beat all the guys. So that was definitely really cool. When Dave Castro came up to me after the workout and was like, did you know you beat all the guys? And I was like, wait, what? He was like, you beat all the guys scores in that workout. I was yes. like, I had no idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're just like, so in the zone, like Sam Briggs actually went the heat before us. And my coach was like, I can't remember how, what her score was. My coach was like, okay, this was Sam's score. She won. Let's beat that. And I was like, okay. And I mean, you get going and you know, you're next to T and you're next to Jamie and like all these fit girls, you are like, okay, just continue to go. And then I ended up getting the Sam score and I had like, I want to say like three minutes left or something. I was like, okay, you still have time, but you still have to beat all these other girls. And so just kind of like continuing to go. And then even as I got into the last round, I was like, yeah, you're going to win it. Like none of the girls are going to catch you now. And I remember I finished the pull-ups. There was still like 10 seconds left. And I was like, I could probably just jump down and be done. But the crowd was screaming. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to finish the handstand push-ups too. So it was definitely a, my most, my favorite workout to date at the CrossFit Games. Um, I love bodyweight stuff. And since I could do strict handstand push-ups the whole way through, that was definitely a huge plus as well. You, you Did you just feel like you were in a groove? Or was it just all of your wheelhouse things? Uh, I felt like I was, I was in a groove. I mean, and that's my coach kind of actually before we went out, um, or before I went out there, he was like, this is basically a workout that you have to be a robot. You have to go from one movement to the next movement to the next, back to the beginning to the next. And just kind of like, just keep moving and like find a groove and know that you can maintain it. Though when I was jumping up to the pull-up bar, I started to get a cap, a cramp in my calf. And so I can't remember the exact number of, I, I think I did like five rounds unbroken. And then I started to break it up into two sets for the pull-ups. But then when I jump up every time my calf would cramp and I'm like, Oh man, I guess I should just go back to doing them when I'm broken. Cause then I don't have to jump up as much. Yeah. And I like in my head, it like totally made sense. And then I like told people after and everyone's laughing at me like, yeah, it's just that easy. You know, you just jump up and go unbroken because you don't want your calf to cramp. And I was like, right. yeah, either I was just wussing out in the beginning, like I had to break it up and I did not But so that was actually like the worst part of it for me was like every time I jumped up and I was like, Oh, my calf is like a mini Charlie horse. And then it released itself like as I was going. And then I got to the handstand pushups, like, you know, let it relax. And then the pistols as well. Um, so that was definitely 
an interesting part of the workout that I never would have expected, but I was just thankful for those handstand pushups, like giving my calf a little bit of time to like recover and everything too. And then just kind of like find my group for the workout. That that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I can't even believe you went back to unbroken after breaking. <laughs> that just doesn't even make sense in my head, but sure. Right. And I love right, that, like, that you beat all the guys. That's my favorite part. Thank you. Right. And yeah. though Matt wasn't impressed, he was like, when Dave said that, like to his face, he's like, yeah, Carrie beat you. And he's like, so Tia beats me all the time. I was like, <laughs> you can't even let me have my spotlight. Come on. For a second. I was like, yeah. Dave was thoroughly impressed. He does not get impressed ever. So if you impress him, then that's definitely saying something. Well, I have to add, though, I loved the meme that Make Wads Great Again made with you on there about um, the moment that he asks you for your number and you say it oh. de- depends on the lift, <laughs> but probably 20 or 30 pounds more than you. All right. Yeah, no, that's definitely amazing. So funny. So yeah. funny. Yeah, when I saw it pop up and I was like, and the face that I like have is like perfect. I was yes. like, this is great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, no, he's clever with a lot of his memes. It's I love them yeah yeah we actually had him on the show um uh, four or five episodes ago and super funny guy yeah oh that's great so um one more thing i wanted to talk about is amy and i actually were at the 17.2 announcement at rogue yes oh yeah when you were there and you another Uh workout that you killed pretty well that that night thank you thank you um and so what i loved the most is that you just you after it was all done you just hung out and 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 talked to all the people in the crowd and were so nice and so um engaging um it was just a great experience for us when we that was the first time i'd ever met you and um it was just a really cool night oh cool thank you no that's so great to hear i mean and part of you know the sport it wouldn't be what it is without the fans and everyone cheering for us and it's always cool to meet and get to know other CrossFit athletes or CrossFit. Yeah. CrossFit athletes and just get to talk to them about their experiences. And especially in such a fun environment like that, like at the games, you're so focused the whole time, but the open announcements, they're just so much fun. And the crowd was amazing, but it was, it was like this small tight group that was just like cheering the whole time. And that was such a great experience. I'm like, it's not that they're not doing like the exact same things anymore, but I'm really honored that I got to participate in 17.2 with Christy. Yeah. I, I miss those announcements. Yeah. Um, those were a lot of fun. And it was, just, yeah, it was so random because it was, you know, right after rogue had kind of opened and it was just like, I remember in, in the setup, it was like just right in the middle of their warehouse. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, Whoa, this, this place is massive. And then, wow, here's this amazing setup for this. And, and then of course, you know, with being so close to rogue, you know, getting to have the opportunity of coming to the rogue invitational, um, last May was awesome as well. So yeah, that was a great event. Yeah. Were you planning on coming this year? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So hopefully that still goes on. Um, yeah. I just got yeah. my email about it today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saying that they're going to decide like April 15th or something. Yeah. 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 I feel like everything's going to like kind of be up in the air from, from now until, I don't know, things quiet down, which who knows when that'll be. So the question I have for you is, I know everything's up in the air, you know, and you're, tr- you're trying to stay in that training groove. So you don't, you don't lose anything because you have big goals and big aspirations. So how, one, how do you stay focused through that? And do you set alternative goals for yourself until this kind of dies down? 
Um, I mean, honestly, I haven't like really had time to like think about it and digest it because like I feel like it was kind of just like there until last night is when it started to become a lot more chaotic. Yeah. Like before that, I was like even until last night, until this morning, I was planning on going to California. And then once, you know, obviously they postponed the NBA or suspended the NBA and then postponed West Coast Classic. It just all just kind of like, I don't know, started coming together. And I was like thinking, I'm like, man, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to just continue to train. And like I said, I'm just going to try and train, you know, when people aren't really at the gym, just to stay away from any sort of contact that I could possibly have from getting the virus. So hopefully, you know, obviously that works out and I don't catch it. So then I'm sick and quarantined for 14 days. But I was joking with one of my clients that at least in my apartment, I have an assault bike, a contact yeah. bike, <laughs> a skier and a kettlebell. I was like, better watch out, Sam Briggs. I'm going to build my yeah. engine just in my apartment. <laughs> I was thinking um, about that too, since I'll be home now for three weeks. I said, you know, if, if the gym closes, at least I've got a garage gym going on that I can hopefully get some fitness in. Yeah, definitely. Well, then I was like telling my, cause my family's in Michigan, but I was like, you should probably come to Michigan. But I don't know. Like I was talking with my clients cause he's just like uh, the whole like flight thing though is very, very risky right now. Just, you know, if there's anyone on the flight that has it, you're probably going to get it. And he's like, even wearing a mask isn't, very safe so or he's like it's not really gonna really offer you much protection it's basically like putting a little tissue over your face so he's like you would have to get one of the heavy duty masks like from the er room or any of the hospitals which you know obviously are very scarce right now so i don't know we'll see but i mean for right now i'll just keep training and doing what i have to do and i don't know i mean gyms might end up shutting down so we might not have anybody even going to the gym so I'll just bring my air mattress there and sleep at the gym. I don't know. There you go. That's a good idea. <laughs> right. I was like, I got to keep working out. So whatever that takes, if it's, you know, running from my apartment to the gym, if the gym is shut down, um, at least I have a key. So I'll be able to go there and work out and just, you know, make sure I wipe down everything before and after I use it. Um, should be okay. But I don't know. I think just taking it day by day at a time right now is what I'm going to have to do. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us and we hope that you, that rogue is still on and that we can root for you there uh, and you. root for you to hit the podium at the games this year. We hope all that kind of comes back soon. Um, but thank you so much for taking some time out with us. Of course. It was my pleasure. It was great talking with you guys. And we wish you luck on the rest of your training and, and uh, good luck and look forward to watching you. Thank you so much. All right. Bye Carrie. Bye guys. So that was a really good interview with Carrie. Um, she was really funny, and uh, I loved the little dig she made at you, uh, Radowski, about being an Ohio State alum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will tell you one thing about Carrie Pierce. I did buy her power abs like two oh, years yeah? ago. Yeah. I did maybe two days worth. Yeah, um, I remember that. It's, it's pretty brutal. So uh, maybe <laughs> in this quarantine, maybe I'll throw that back together and see what happens. I mean, you might as well. Might as well. What else I got to do? Yeah, that's right. Why is it, Charlie, that every time we're on, we have an episode, you're talking about something you bought two years ago and barely used? <laughs> it's just how I get down, baby. <laughs> how he rolls. He, he gives it a test drive and then returns it to the that's lot. Right. And then yeah. life hits. Yeah. He's, he's got Lord of the Flies going on. <laughs> All right, yep. so, so let's get into a little bit of news. 
Uh, the first thing we wanted to talk about is uh, in our own backyard is Rogue made the announcement that they are moving the Rogue Invitational from May to June. Uh, and that yeah. is like the June 14th and 15th, I believe. Yes. Uh, which actually falls on the same dates as the Granite Games. It does. And those are two of kind of the upper tier uh, sanctionals. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, Charlie's trying to FaceTime me while he's talking to me. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I, I thought maybe one of the kids had uh, overthrown you as leader and took over your phone. <laughs> he's no longer available. <laughs> We're talking to Cameron now. Cameron's on the <laughs> Okay. Well, with that, so Granite Games and, and Roger are on the same day. And while that that doesn't seem too awfully crazy. What it does do, and, and Tommy Marquez actually did an article about this on the morning chalk up, that the potential could be, especially as we're compacting the end of the sanctional season, there's going to be a lot of weekends where we have multiple um, yeah. events and the the shortage in volunteers. Yeah. And Well, yeah, that's but, for right now. I mean, we might still have a lot of people that are – are off work by you know who knows <laughs> true true there might, there might be some more availability uh he actually what i liked about it is as being a volunteer uh, for as long as i've been with crossfit um he really kind of says the best of the best volunteers go to those top tier um yeah. events and and we are kind of a close-knit community behind the scenes a lot of people may not know that but we stay in touch uh, we have a Facebook page for the judges, um, and we talk amongst ourselves all the time. Uh, we help out in online reviews and stuff like that. And so when you split that up, then you're breaking up like the best of the best. Yeah. And so that could get a little bit um, hairy as we get. Uh, now, I think like if if on the same weekend you had an event in China an event in Italy, an event in the United States, you'd be okay. But when you were starting to... I like how you decided to pick China and Italy. <laughs> I think you'd be okay, for sure. Yeah. <coughs> but, uh, oh. yeah, a little cough there. Yeah. But, um, Wash your hands. Well, I think it'll be good for me because I didn't have my tickets yet, so I'm sure there'll be some available now. So Yeah. There you go. Uh, and so what... What I think is going to happen when they're both in the United States is that's where it's going to break things up a little bit. But hopefully we get through that. Um, and we just kind of wanted to put that out there. And if you want to read more about that, check Tommy Marquez's um, article out in the morning chalk up. Uh, the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about is the age group online qualifier. Uh, that happened last weekend. And the the one question I kind of want to pose to you two is... Do you think that we should have delayed that online qualifier? Uh, it had the lowest participation of any online qualifier in the history of CrossFit. I'm going to be honest. I was a little thrown off by your question because what I was expecting you to ask was, do you think that we should have participated in the online qualifier? And my answer for you on that was going to be, yes, I think we definitely deserve to go to the games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to agree with you. 40 plus club was ready. 40 plus club. We, we were ready to go. They just didn't give us a chance, yo. 
I, with the day that they put uh, four quality in the online qualifier, then I think you guys are all ready to go. There you I go. Mean, there you go. We are Thursday. You know, speaking of because of this quarantine business, uh, Charlie and I are thinking about doing uh, FaceTiming and doing our our forty plus club because we're, it's feeling awkward. Yep. Yep. So, so back one in, we'll allow you. So back back to my original question. Oh, okay. No, uh, I would say it's kind of a weird time, though. So I don't know if you could really take this one as a kind of a yeah, whatever you call it. To you can't use this as a measure. Correct. Plus, um, I say, I say no because the gyms were still open at that point. So they were open in the United States. But okay. you, you have people all over the world that were qualified for this online qualifier. Yeah. And there were gyms shut down in countries around the world. Yeah. Okay. You're and right. So, and so I think I think maybe CrossFit had a narrow focus, too, of um, just what's going on here in the United States and didn't take into account the rest of the world. And that's probably why we got low participation. Um, but one thing I noticed is, you know, there were some big names on the leaderboard of people who made that top 200. And when I looked at to see where they finished, a lot of them didn't participate here in the United States. Hmm. Uh, even like Dan Bailey. Yeah. Interesting. You know, because I wonder I saw, if that has to do with the sanctions. Yeah. Timing of them. Yeah, I don't know, because I think you can deny, you can uh, decline to participate ahead of time, and then it would yeah. go to the next person. Oh. Um, but know, I, I, could, I could be mistaken on that, too. That's something I probably should have looked up. I just think this is just weird times right now. I mean, this is it's going to be weird for a while, and it's hard to... This, is, this could have been our chance if these people would have just said, you know what, we're not ready, we can't handle it. Charlie and I could have stepped up. Yeah, you were know. you were sitting there ready to go. I was. What a what a games that would have been to watch. Jeez, it would have been amazing. <laughs> Ratings through the roof. Totally, at least yeah. for entertainment value, for sure. Right. So, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Even, I don't even know how to comment to that. I don't even know how to answer your question other than to say, yeah. I mean, it's just weird times. I don't know if there's a right or wrong. I think you got to give old people a chance. So <laughs> you, know, you just, just got to let them have it. Let them have this one. Yeah. Well, I do want to talk about, so we're not going to sit here and run down who all made it to the games um, on the online qualifier. There are way too many divisions. Um, I did someone that we have talked about on the show. Paige powers did make it in the team division, um, but she finished fourth. Um, I really expected her to go a little higher, but, um, I guess Emma Carey, who we talked about also during the open, uh, kind of flashing and showing up on the individual leaderboard. She is in the same division. Sorry. Uh-oh. The Hunger Games have moved to Radowski's. (laughs) So anyway, um, the... That's a pretty stacked division, and I did want to point out that Becca Voigt Miller did make it. That will make her thirteenth games in a row that she is qualified for. 
That's unreal. Um, and that is that's pretty pretty awesome. I'd say she's pretty fit. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I did want to. We're done with the online qualifier. Let's go into the whoop strap whoop group. The whoop group. Um, whoop I do, group. I do have the code if you want to join our whoop group, and it is capital C, capital O, capital M, capital M, dash, capital F, four six, capital A five capital E. And what I'll do is I'll put that in the description of this episode. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you can just look at our uh, episode description, uh, grab that code and go ahead and enter that on whoop and you can jump into our group. Yeah. And just look for the Clydesdale CrossFitter and friends uh, and you should be able to pop that up. So now uh, let Let's go to what is the favorite thing we saw on the internet this week. And let's start with, I want to throw them off, so I'm going to go Charlie. Yeah. Well, you know, since we're in quarantine, I've seen a lot of uh, Disney Plus, uh, if you want to call that online. Um, But um, really, John Smith and Pocahontas, he's really agile. He's definitely a crossfitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the way he moves about the uh, the woods, you know, it's it, he's definitely using functional fitness. Um, so that was one. But really, just every like we kind of talked about earlier, everybody showing their at home workouts, um, everybody posting kind of that they're still getting after it, still trying to live a healthy lifestyle when a virus is there is is really great to see. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that stuff. Amy, what you got? Okay, so well, before I go, I need to know: is yours going to be like emotional? Uh, no. Okay, so I mine's going to have to do with wine. Just so you know. Okay. And the favorite thing I've seen on so the governor of Ohio is Mike DeWine, and so every uh, day at two o'clock there is um, an update on the virus and what's happening in Ohio. And there's been all these uh, fun kind of, you know, like daily schedules that talk about what to do in quarantine. And, you know, it's like nine o'clock breakfast, 930 uh, breakfast, dessert, you know, like uh, 11 o'clock is stress, eat chocolate. So there's all these kinds of things. Well, two o'clock is it's called wine and wine hour. And so <laughs> that's, I've just been cracking up. Uh, with the 2 p.m. wine and wine, so I, I thought I was gonna. Perfect. I thought you were gonna make it into a drinking game. That every time you hear uh, there is one, you hear the yeah. word wine, you drink wine. Yeah, I mean that you could, you could. It could make so. for an interesting evening uh, workout. It could, but I try to work out in the mornings. So no, anyways, it just makes me laugh because, uh, and then there's all these memes, and there's like, so there's this one website where on Facebook where people are going just kind of to talk about what's going on locally here in Ohio and this one girl keeps posting a picture of about two o'clock and wine with DeWine and she was like today's our five year or I'm sorry our five day anniversary me and Mike DeWine and you know posing (laughs) it's just cracking me up that's awesome so yeah what's your what's your swiper all right, so mine is a little bit non-CrossFit related. So play the sappy music. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
So one of the guys who inspired me to start this podcast is a gentleman named Pat McAfee. Uh, he's a Pittsburgh boy, little hometown hero there, uh, who during the quarantine stuff, his show is out of Indianapolis, Indiana, and he uh, is trying to, uh, he's added shows to his lineup throughout the day uh, to help uh, offset your boredom. And so at three o'clock every day, three o'clock central time, they do the office Olympics. And the way it works is uh, G Fuel, a, a company, is giving away money based on however they do during this office Olympics. And on Wednesday, the challenge was that Pat McAfee was going to eat a Carolina Reaper pepper. I believe. Is that it? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I think it's Carolina Reaper pepper. It's the hottest pepper um, in, in the world. And for every second he could eat the pepper without grabbing the milk, they were going to give $25 to viewers on YouTube. Wow. And he made it three minutes and two seconds, Ooh. but not, not without a lot of damage. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> The, 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 the sweat pouring off of him, the eyes getting puffy, and the nose running uh, were hilarious. It is, it's a short little video, but if you want to see, if you want to laugh, you got to check it out. And then I, I followed up and watched his show the next day, and he said uh, passing the seeds was not a pleasant oh. experience. Oh, no thanks. I don't even want to think about that. Uh, so, yeah, it's a it's a fun little uh, couple-minute uh, video, but definitely worth uh, your time. Uh, one, a couple of the other events were that there was uh, shooting three-pointers from your office chair. Ah. Um, there was a hockey one where they had, they hit, they put, like, bad people from history uh, on paper plates, and you had to knock them out in the goal. Um, and then one was winning Mario Kart races. Yes. So it's a, it's a fun little thing they do every afternoon um, just to kind of alleviate the boredom. And when you're in this quarantine, you find yourself going down that rabbit hole of weird videos. Uh, so that's where I found myself. I thought that was fun. Nice. So um, with that, we will um, let Charlie get back to uh, sharpening his wooden sticks to protect himself. That's right. I and will win. Amy back to taking care of her dog who is yeah. uh, spoiled and um uh, excuse me, he <laughs> saw some friends outside. He was trying to get their attention. That's what happened. Mm. But I had to explain to him we're social distancing right now. You can't see your friends. Mm. I, I have been at your house. That dog wants his mama all the time. Okay, that's true. Facts. Facts. So with that. Uh, thank you guys for jumping on the call and getting this recorded. Thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Please, if you liked what you just heard, hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends.